We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Ah, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 2018-19 NBA preview show, brother. Yay, yay. Nice catch. You know what I'm saying? Nice catch Save that. Lamb here in the host position. The the guys, I don't even think you guys agreed to this. I was just like, you know what? I'll host it. No, no, no. You're, you're leading the charge. All right, leading the charge. You're, you're steering the vehicle. Uh, Impy here in his, because we always got to address what you're wearing. Yes. I'm, I'm, uh, so I like That's pretty far. Like That's very New York. I'm wearing it. Uh, it's a white t-shirt with a pigeon on it that has a New York Yankee fitted on his head. <laughs> but state the team that you root for. I'm a Mets fan. Okay. That's not a Yankee fitted. That's one of those bodega hats with the NY. That's not really a Yankees or a Mets hat. You're right. It's just a. It's a. It's that a, are all that are all the word? over the what's, place. What's like, the word? It's the, a the bootleg. Yeah. Or you can't tell what it is. It's like can't like think of generic. Word. Yes. There you go. And uh, <laughs> Tim, Tim here looking green, frisky you know, as green ever. Green polo. Are you as are you as down on the NBA this year as years before? Because Tim is. Um, I don't know the right way to put this without. Okay, I can find uh, an appreciation for uh, Blazers uh, Nuggets game 47 of the NBA uh, season. Uh, And I feel like Tim, on the other hand, kind of feels that if he knows who's going to win the championship, you know, the process of getting there isn't as important. So I I think it's a little more interesting this year. Um, I'm still going to be halfway invested in the game to game. The storylines I'm fully invested in. Cool. But I'm gonna be uh, I'm just gonna be halfway invested in the game to game stuff until we get to the playoffs. Like there's only so much you could see in eighty two games that you can't tell after forty. So like I'm I'm I follow, but I'm not I'm not I'm not an NBA league pass guy, let's just put it that way. But I'm a huge Knicks fan. I watch almost all the Knicks games and um I follow the NBA very closely. I just I'm just not the type of person to watch 
no, a random uh, Nuggets game. Blazers. Nuggets Blazers yeah. in game yeah. 47. So here's the thing. The one thing that the NBA has done great is they were the first of the leagues to really accept social media. Yes. Where like now NBA Twitter is like you tell people like, yo, NBA Twitter is talking about Damian Lillard's 60 point game. People are like, oh, shit, I know about NBA Twitter. They've also created storylines, which I think is hedging them with fans like Tim who, uh, yo, I know that the Warriors are going to be in the finals. Like, does it really matter? But what they do is they build these storylines with like the MVP race. Mm -hmm. I never seen MVP races covered the way they've been covered the last couple of years where it's like, yo, MVP watch like three weeks into the season. It was never like that. People didn't write MVP articles until like after the All-Star break. Now you're getting the MVP ladder like by Thanksgiving. You know, so it's, you're saying the reason the NBA is doing that is because it's so top heavy. Yeah, I yeah. think that they're creating storylines like, yo, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, triple double. They're on a team that's not going to win a championship, but we haven't seen this in 40, 50 years. Yeah, I think that it's it's top heavy, but the NBA has always kind of been top heavy. But I think I think top heavy though to this extent, they're where the teams that are really good are now blowing out the teams that suck by 40. So that that's I'm glad you bring that up because if you look at the history of the NBA and the glory days for them in the 80s, right? Dude, the Lakers and the Celtics, I've said this many times, they represented the NBA. They one of those two teams were in the NBA finals every single year mm-hmm. from 80 to 89, right? But what happened? You had more teams that were making the finals, but that was like Top heavy where it was them two. Mm-hmm. But like now, like Tim is saying, like, yo, Warriors are resting guys in the fourth quarter because they're up 35 on teams. And in the playoffs, they're coasting. Mm-hmm. That's that's the big difference. But it's always been top heavy. It's always been like, yo, in the history of the NBA, since the NBA-ABA merger, only twice has a team that wasn't in the top five Vegas rankings won a championship. Okay. The Mavericks with Nowitzki. Which in was a 2011. Crazy 2011. And then the, the 04 Pistons. Okay. Every other time, it's been a team that's been a favorite. So we've known who the champion's going to be. All right. Which does make it a little less intriguing, but the NBA playoffs are always some of my favorite times. Yeah, but, yeah. but what I'm saying is that that's oh, this isn't a new thing. It's yeah. always been going it's around. It's always been the case. But now it's a little more emphasized, especially with the grouping that Golden State has put together. See the Rockets against that Japanese team last night? They put up uh, an amount of threes. I can't remember the exact number, but that would have been an NBA record for three pointers in a game. Was it? The t- was it the Jimmer for that team? I have no idea who they were playing. Jimmer's crushing it. Jimmer out there put up like sixty on. I think. I think it was Houston. I think Jimmer put up sixty on Houston. I still scream Jimmer when I take half court shots. Yo. I do too. Remember the time that I, I yo, we, we were playing in a league, old styles it was called, and uh, we were down like twenty five points, which was like the case for every single game because you had like you had like seven white dudes, yeah. <laughs> Greek white dudes too, so that didn't help the situation. We were playing giant, giant, and, giant men, and our big guy was like six four, six five. But he played like a point guard. Got it. So like Tim was our power a forward. A terrible point guard. Yo, not for nothing. I bang bodies, but you go. There's only so much you can expect from me to, when I'm guarding a six six. They're probably going giant yeah. dude. You so know what I mean? Like I pulled up from half court down like 25, and I yelled Jimmer, and like I didn't even come close to like hitting the rim. It was great. But no. enough about our glory days of uh, rec league basketball. Just to confirm, Jimmer put up 41 on on uh, on the Rockets. Rockets. Yeah. Okay. Good for him, yo. He's crushing it out there. They're gonna build a statue for the guy one day. Uh, Ippy, start us off with this storyline to watch across the board for the NBA. Are the Boston Celtics ready to represent the East mm. in the finals with their healthy guys back? Gordon Hayward, Kyrie Irving, uh, 
in addition to the studs that they already have now, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Al Horford, the list goes on. Scary Terry Rozier in the playoffs last year made a name for himself. People are talking max contract next year for Mm -hmm. him. I'm not sure if I'd throw him a max contract, but that kind of speaks to the playoff run that he had with that team. And they're a game away from making it to the finals without their two best players. Talk about like $55 million on the bench. Yes. And now the only guy that stood in their way is in the other conference. Yes. And so... Arguably, uh, would you say Brad Stevens top three head coach in the league? I think top. Top, right? The only thing that's missing is a championship for him. Absolutely. Um, And so I'm really, really, really fascinated by this Boston Celtics team. Uh, Kyrie Irving goes on the record and says he's going to extend. Mm -hmm. And he's not going to, you know, test free agency. And so that was kind of a surprise. Danny Ainge even said that, you know, you know, Kyrie Irving going on the record publicly stating that he was going to renew with them is was it was a big deal, uh, and so I'm just you know very very interested in this Boston Celtics team. Um, you know, the East is better, right? Would you say Sixers get better, Raptors get better with Kawhi, uh, the Bucks are, I think are going to be a better team this year. Did you say Sixers? I did say the Sixers. Pacers are better. Pacers mm. are going to be better, and so. It's not going to be, you know, a cakewalk, but I do think this is, you know, this is the year for them to get to the finals. So that's what I'm interested in seeing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You got to think about the fact that LeBron's not in the East anymore. And Kyrie Irving in a contract year is a more dangerous Kyrie Irving. He yeah. always has been. He always will be. The one issue I have with the Celtics, and that's why I think your storyline is pretty dope, Imp, is it's it's not as simple as, oh, we're just going to add Kyrie and Gordon Hayward in because... Tatum's probably not going to get as many shots as he was getting. Jalen Brown isn't. Marcus Smart, you didn't mention. I think he's a big part yeah. of their their whole team. He brings like the swagger and the attitude to them where it's like, yo, I don't care who you are yep. or where you're from. Like, you're not going to just bully us. You're not going to outrook us. Or, Absolutely. Or, you know, like what Fizdale famously said. So it's not going to be as, as simple as, oh, we're, we're adding these guys in there. And, and like, yeah, Tatum, you're still going to get your 17 shots. You're gonna, no, it's going to be like you're going to get 11 shots probably. Yeah. And are you going to be able to find your rhythm? Like you did last year. And one more thing to sort of touch on the Celtics is I called it a blessing in disguise. Although you hate to see guys get injured. All of those young kids got playoff experience last year. Yeah. And they got thrown into the fire right away. It's like yes. like six minutes into the season. Like, yo, Tatum, we, we can't ease you in now. You need to play big minutes for us. Yeah. And so, you know, like I said, it's unfortunate these guys got hurt. But I think that experience that the Tatums of the world got and the Jalen Browns of the world got last year. Uh, we'll see them this year because it's it's unbelievable what they did last year. So storyline, yeah. Boston Celtics, and that and all that those starters that were that did well. One of the reasons why the Celtics couldn't get over the hump was because when those guys came out of the game, they didn't have the depth, and mm-hmm. you can't. Mm-hmm. Now they got the depth. Yeah. Now they got playoff battle tested dudes sitting on the bench. Yeah. And now the guys that came off the bench last year, like you said, they're not studs. But you know, your Aaron Baineses of the world, they're right. solid. Right, but they're not, you know, they're not big minute guys. But now they sort of, you know, slide a little bit farther down the bench, which makes them an even more dangerous team. So, what's your storyline, Tim? My storyline is how good LeBron James makes the Lakers, right? Mm-hmm. Or LeBron James going to the Lakers in general, really. Um, usually, the NBA the last four years has been pretty set. LeBron out of the East, the Warriors out of the West. Let's see what they can do in April. Um, that will definitely not be the case this year unless some kind of catastrophic rule change happens. So this opens up the entire East, and I'm excited to see the East battle it out. Now, there it's not as good as the West in terms of the quality of teams, but they're not terrible. Uh, the East, I think the AC had 44 wins last year, so it's, you're not talking about a shitty conference. Mm-hmm. And 
this is going it's going to be a dog fight everyone wants to be the first team to win in the east after lebron goes to the west and it's going to be an absolute dog fight especially with Kawhi leonard being added over to the to the raptors um and it also tightens up the west now you're looking at the west and uh three games separated the three seed and the eight seed yeah last last year yeah and now the lakers are trying to make squeeze their way into there who gets squeezed out because the Nuggets, the Nuggets could also squeeze their way up in there, right? So who's the people that are getting squeezed out? Who's who's gonna shit the bed? Who goes on that five game losing streak that costs them their entire season? Uh, that's gonna be really fun to watch throughout the whole year. It's gonna it's it's kind of makes it college football-y where the losses now mean more than they did before. Uh, also, I want to see that team. Uh, that I'll talk about a little more about it later, but. LeBron makes everyone yes. better. Yep. And Brandon Ingram just turned 21. He had his best season ever. And this is a guy that played at Duke. Uh, if you look at him, he's he's really developed since he's been at Duke. Uh, Kyle Kuzma proved that he can hang. I want to see him play with Lonzo Ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to see Michael Beasley in that uniform. I want to <laughs> see Rajon Rondo in that uniform. Lance. One of the... Uh, <laughs> Caldwell Pope is one of the more underrated signings because he fills a lot of holes that they can't fill otherwise. Mm-hmm. So I think the storyline is uh, I think I think LeBron James is always a storyline of the NBA. Um, watch him closely as long as he's around. Don't take it for granted. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. I think I think LeBron James going to the Lakers is going to be something special, like something we haven't seen yet. Uh, we honestly don't know what's going to happen. So I, I'm really excited to see that. I think that's the the biggest storyline. Yeah. My biggest concern with the Lakers. They don't got anyone that can hit threes outside of like Ingram. Lonzo can't hit threes. Lance, yeah, Rondo. Usually, Pope. usually the way that teams are constructed around LeBron James is shooters. Shooters. Think yeah. of the Heat teams. Think of the, the, the Cavaliers teams of recent. Uh, this team is built with playmakers. It's built with guys that can create off the dribble and do things like that. Your Ingrams of the world, your Rondos. Um, so it's kind of a, a, a unique approach, but I'm sure that Magic Johnson and, and, and LeBron synced up and, you know, they sort of like, you know, dove into the details of the roster themselves. So uh, I'm not really concerned about that, Nick, just because I'm, I have faith in those two dudes running the show. It's, it's funny, like the, everyone's zigging and they're zagging. You, yeah. That's something that usually I like to I like to see, but in an NBA where... The best zigger wins usually. Yeah. Like the zagger usually gets. I don't even know what the hell I'm saying. Underrated signing though is Rondo. He is. Everyone just raves about his like on court. Um, uh, what do you want to call it? Like he's like a coach on the court. And so they say like, it's like Le- a field general. Yeah, and they say court like, general. I court general. Say. And and LeBron is probably known as the smartest guy in the NBA when mm-hmm. it comes to basketball. And now you pair him up with one of the other smartest guys in the NBA. It's it's. I'm really I'm really excited to see what the Lakers can do this year for sure. Yo, my storyline. Let's hear it. Don't jump over the table and attack me. <laughs> I think it's Carmelo. Oh. I think Carmelo. I think, yeah. I think Carmelo going to Houston, right? First of all, it makes no sense in the, in the sense that D'Antoni's there. And it's like they had their beef and fallout with the Knicks. But this is a team that they lost a couple big pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, they lose Ariza. Yep. They lose uh, um, Balmute. Yep. You know, there was a rumblings of Gordon and Tucker for Butler and Houston's like, nah. And I wrote that in the chat to you guys. I was like, yo, they're walling. And then like Impy checked me on it. Danny Lopriori checked me also. And then I was like, you know what? Now that I think about it, I probably wouldn't do it either. Yeah. You know, like it is a big name. But like going back to Tucker, he um he like really dominated that series in the Warriors, like defensive rebounding and whatnot. But like, yo, with Melo, it's like, can he finally just give in to being 
the main guy off the bench. Yeah. Because I think if he does, like, I think Houston's going to take a step back because, look, they won 65 games last year. They're not going to be able to do that again. Mm -hmm. I think you're going to limit your exposure to Chris Paul on a nightly basis. Yep. Because, like, yo, look, let's face it. That contract's going to suck in, like, two years. Yep. You have maybe this year and next year where all your guys are in their prime and you got to monitor the status of, of, of Chris Paul going forward because I think they win that series if he doesn't go down. Absolutely. So with, with Melo, hate to cut you off, Imp, mm-hmm. with Melo, I think he's a big X factor for that team, what he needs to do. I'd like to quote your buddy, The Rock. Oh, the people's champ. I'd like to tell Melo to know your role. <laughs> no, seriously. If he can just be can like... Shut he, your mouth? If he, no, well... I think you know. I think he's he's, a, he's not necessarily more. He's not a vocal leader. And he's quiet more, down. Yeah. yeah all right. <laughs> if if Melo can just be Team USA, Melo, I think Houston will be fine because he's a knockdown shooter. You know, and he'll get tons of open looks. Like I, I bet you he'll never be as open in his whole career. He'll never be as open as he's, as he will be this year. And so just just know your role, man. Just hit some spot up threes. You know, if the, if the studs are on the bench, you know you can be ISO Melo if you want, but. When all when when you guys are firing on all cylinders with everybody out there, know your role. Spot up shooter. And yeah. they, they say the hardest thing to do in the NBA is coach an aging superstar. Because yeah. he still thinks he's an alpha and now he's like the f- a Delta. I don't even think he's that makes sense. He's not even but the fifth best player on that team anymore. Yeah. Mm. So <clears throat> I think I think he's a big X factor for them. I, I think they're gonna take a step back. I don't think they'll be the top seed in the West, but I think that they could be a team that can make noise and I think they might have to depend on this dude. It's going to be huge. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's talk about um, NBA Twitter. Yes. The big popular uh, term is league pass team. Got it. So for the, those of you guys that might not know what that means, it's like, yo, league pass. If you know we live in New York, we have the luxury of watching all the Nets and Knicks games. But you know, <laughs> our buddy, our buddy Josh, he's a big Pistons fan. He has to get league pass, and he watches all the Pistons games. So, Imp, what is your League pass team for this season, the Dallas Mavericks. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I almost picked them. They're they're good. We're gonna be a good watch this year. So they draft my favorite player uh, this year, uh, Luka Doncic. Um, he's they a, drafted my favorite player last year, DSJ. Yes. And so Dennis now, Smith Jr. For, yeah, for those of you who don't know, Dennis Smith Jr. Um, two amazing ball handlers now. But the thing about Luka is he could play. Pretty much one through four. They even played him at center uh, in the preseason. And so I'm really excited to see these two uh, really amazing, talented ball handlers play with uh, an aging Dirk Nowitzki. And uh, they just bring in DeAndre Jordan. Uh, I'm saying holy alley-oops this season because I'm really expecting some fireworks out of the uh, Dallas Mavericks. I think, you know, we're going to touch on some teams that we think might be able to jump into the playoffs. I didn't pick them, but watch out for the watch out for the Dallas Mavericks. Um yeah, Dallas Mavericks for sure. I almost picked them. Yeah, I, I almost did. My league pass team is the Lakers. Now I know this is the second time I'm talking about the Lakers, but if you think about the Lakers roster and how it's constructed, right? They're big men. Javale McGee has played <laughs> 19 minutes per game in his career. Uh, Zubac has played 10 minutes per game in his career, and Mo Wagner has a bad bad knee right now. I'm sorry, Mo Wagner. Yep. Right. He has a bad knee right now. So. They're going to have to play small ball extremely often, which means LeBron James is going to probably have to run in the five a, a few times, and he's going to be like a magic five where he's kind of going to run the team from the five. Now, that's something that they I'm going to want to watch. Mm-hmm. Like you guys said, they don't shoot a lot of threes, so they're going to want to run a lot. They're going to want to be in transition a lot. They're mm-hmm. going to want to attack the basket a lot. That's a kind of a, a game that you don't really see a, anymore, so I'm excited to see that. And honestly, 
You're going to see the biggest legend in the game, LeBron James, but you're also going to see the three biggest legends <laughs> possibly on the court at the same time. Lance Stevenson, <laughs> yeah. JaVale McGee, and Michael Beasley will all be on the floor at the same time. I'm trying to see that. Do you think they're trolling us with that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's see how many feathers we can ruffle at once. Yeah, you said that no one, everyone's afraid to pull for three. Yeah, wait till Michael Beasley pulls five threes a game. Don't, yeah. don't worry about that. I wonder if Lance is going to blow in LeBron's ear when they're on the same team. <laughs> I don't, I don't Yo, that's going to be good. I can't wait to see some dumb shit like that. <laughs> what about you? Man, I, I've been struggling with this one. This is going to surprise you, though. Let's hear it. If you want to talk about, like, a shit show, like, where it could get, like, teammates might fight each other kind of bad I and, like, comical, I'm going with the Wizards. Oh. Wizards. Yo, they signed Dwight Howard. Yes. And they who, ship Gortat out the door. Yeah. Who, you know, my buddy Danny, who I do DFS Fridays with on Degeneration Bets, he always talks about, like, he's a big Wizards fan. Like, a lot of my friends root for, like, the weirdest teams. Like, it makes no sense. But... Every single time the Wizards would play, he would complain about Gortat. And like people that are Wizards fans could probably attest to that. But you get rid of that. But you add Dwight Howard, who quietly had a pretty solid like Dwight Howard year mm-hmm. with the Hornets last year. You know, double-double guy, had a lot of monster games, a lot of like 20-20 games. Now you add him into the mix. I like their starting five. Mm-hmm. The issue with the Wizards has always been their bench. Absolutely. Right? So like you have Wall, you have Beal, you have Otto Porter, you have one of the Morris brothers, and you have um, Ubre, Ubre, yep, and Howard. Well, Ubre off the bench, yeah. But it's like, yo, it could get ugly real bad. Yeah. Like this is a team that I think Shady could be like a top four seed, but they could also like not make the playoffs. <laughs> and like John Wall pulls out guns, like does a Gilbert Arenas kind of thing. I like Dwight. Two shady offseason pickups for them, or I don't know if they were pickups or trades. I, I apologize. Jeff Green and Austin Rivers. Yo, Jeff Green, I say this every year, has ruined like seven fan bases. It's like, yo, we just got Jeff Green. And it's like, yeah, yeah. dog, you just got Jeff Green. Yeah, like, but he's a good chill. like he's a good like glue guy, like locker room guy. He's yeah. been on successful teams. He knows how to win. He's been around the league. Like he might be someone that's good for this team. You know what I'm saying? Uh, a, a good locker room guy. Yeah, and he's look championship pedigree. Yeah, uh, not champion pedigree, but championship pedigree at, at the very least. And uh, and and Austin Rivers, say what you want about the kid. Um, you know, there's a reason they didn't trade him a, a, a bunch of times before. You know, his name was always being brought up in trade conversations, and a lot of people were you know cutting ass like, oh, it's because it's Doc Rivers' son. It's Doc Rivers' son. No, the kid can play. He maybe not be a starter in the league, but he can definitely be a role player off the bench, especially in the Eastern Conference. Uh, so yeah, and I love Ubre's game. I remember when you guys when I said we, I should we should trade Carmelo Anthony for Austin Rivers. You guys laughed at me, and now Carmelo Anthony is playing under the fucking minimum contract, and Austin Rivers just talk about being the fucking guy. Okay, get out of here. <laughs> I like that though. Yo, Scott Brooks was able to manage Russell Westbrook and KD. That's probably like one of the most like best accomplishments he's had. He has a lot on his plate now between like John Wall, Bradley Beal. A lot of people are like, yo, whose team is it? Is it John Wall's? Is it Bradley Beal's? And now you throw Dwight into the mix. It, it, it could get ugly. So from a pure like, wow, shit is getting rough in Washington standpoint, I think they could be a, a fun. And look, they also got bowlers too. Let's not forget. Like they got, they got good ass players on their team. Um, all right. This one we call good player, bad team guy. So who's a guy that is an all NBA kind of candidate? But plays on like a team that's probably not going to even smell the playoffs. And what you got, Devin Booker? Mm. He's the answer. He is the answer. Is he the answer? I feel like I feel like we can all. I have a different one, but that like that yeah, is the that's answer. the guy. Yeah. That's the guy. So twenty five, five and five last year. Uh, the problem with him is, is it's the Western Conference is so guard heavy. Yeah, it's quiet for him it's to like tough, make a. It's tough for him to make an All Star team, yeah. like Nick said. 
But the thing is, his team got better this year. Mm-hmm. Mikael Bridges, uh, Trevor Ariza, two guys that can play D and shoot, right? And then you bring DeAndre Ayton in. Uh, this team gets better. Now, I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs, but I think that now he has guys around him that can put the ball in the basket. So I think his stats are going to get a little bit better this year. Now maybe he'll average 28, you know, eight dimes and seven boards or something along the lines of that. And so, um, you know, everyone speaks so highly of him. You, you hear guys like LeBron James, Kevin Durant, uh, Kobe Bryant praise the kid. Uh, and so, he, you know, he's popular amongst other players in the league. And, and what do we always say? Real, recognized, real. Mm-hmm. And so... You know that's what Devin Booker is. Um, I'm interested to see what what the Suns can do. Like I said, I'm not I'm not expecting them to make the playoffs. Uh, they just get rid of their GM, which is kind of weird, um, right before the season starts. But uh, yeah, I think his numbers get better. You know, if he can maybe get around you know 28 and eight a, a game or something like that, who knows? Maybe he'll make like a, the the third team All NBA or the second team something like that. So Devin Booker is my pick. So yeah, Devin Booker is the guy. I, I really like Devin Booker's game. Um, my guy's Jimmy Butler. Um, now, Jimmy Butler screamed at his entire team, you can't win without me, but then went out and beat them with the second stringers. Yo, he's becoming my favorite basketball player. Just like, that's so savage. Did you watch the Rachel Nichols interview? Yeah. yeah. So, But see, when I watched the Rachel Nichols interview, here's what I concluded. He's an old man on a young man's team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? You're talking about Carl Anthony Towns. You're talking about Andrew Wiggins. These are young leaders right and neither of them seem to take the game too seriously yep. like these guys are guys who go online and like they they play 2k with other players and they're like they are on twitter all the time and all the shit and like this is a guy who like yeah it's cliche but when he said the only reason why i play is because i'm so competitive like i believed him yeah when he said that and yo the other thing he said was like yo you guys can't win without me Think about it. Shoot, like this team was a team that we kept saying was underachieving. Like, yo, cat, they were the three seed before we got hurt. Yeah, but but also we were like, yo, Carl Anthony Towns, Wiggins, we want to put you guys on a pedestal. Like, yo, this is the dynamic duo going forward. Well, you haven't made the playoffs yet, but then you bring in Jimmy Butler. They took the next step. They made the playoffs. Yeah, and I I say bad team guy. Um, because he's like I was a, just looking for someone because he he does make noise even when you don't want him to make noise like yeah. this is his contract year if he kind of just like didn't bring it to the media it'd probably be a little better than what he's doing now but you think it'd have been easier to trade him if he didn't say anything like if he didn't come out publicly and, and demand the trade yeah I mean if you're a GM right and you get a phone call and you're like yo Jimmy Jimmy Butler's on the block you're like oh shit let me consider this but if you're a GM and you hear on ESPN that Jimmy Butler's on the block mm-hmm. you're now now you're thinking about you can get him at a premium. Yeah, but you, right, you had the leverage there, right? Yeah, right. The leverage is gone. So uh, because of that, I think that he's a bad team guy, but not in the sense of like he's the worst. Not see, a bad I, teammate. I see. I I read bad team guy as bad teammate. Got it. The the I don't think they're gonna be really that that bad, but I think Jimmy Butler is uh, one of the better players in the NBA. And I've had a hot and cold relationship with Jimmy Butler, but I think you're right. Like this. These things that have been happening lately have made me like him more, although the public has liked him less. That's usually how I roll. Yeah. I'm very contrarian. Fade, fade the public, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with Aaron Gordon. I don't know many podcasts oh. that are going to show love to the magic, but nice. this dude, career highs last year, 17 and, and 8 for the most part. But, you know, he got paid this offseason. They're yep. keeping him there. Them and the Sixers, if for, first of all, they got, they've been getting tattooed on the asshole. <laughs> ever since they got rid of Dwight 31 
percent win percentage. Yeah. Right. One of the lowest in the NBA. Them and the Sixers both took the tanking route, but they wanted to get their 30 wins and like just be. It's the shit that I always said. It's like, yo, either compete to win a championship or tank. You don't want to be my famous bar. You don't want to be the sixth seed and be the Atlanta Hawks your whole existence mm-hmm. because that's what's going to be happening. You'll be stuck with draft picks like uh, Jeff Teagues and like you'll be stumbling with like Kyle Corvers and shit like that. And you don't want that because you're, you're just going to be average, mm-hmm. right? And I think Aaron Gordon, I think that's the the building block around them. Mm-hmm. I would have loved, if you're a Magic fan right now and you listen to this, it's like, yo, they played Oladipo out of position because he came into the league young inexperienced and like yo you're a point guard he's like no i'm not like i'm an off the ball guy and now you see what he's doing with the pacers it's like damn son i could have had that you know it's like yo my number one rule if that's why i like what the knicks did with trey burke right like they brought him in it's like yo don't give up on lottery picks that are 23 24 years old there's a reason why they were lottery picks so aaron gordon they didn't give up on him nice move you have a cornerstone of your franchise see what's up like last year uh jonathan isaac he barely Mm -hmm. played you know he was like a lot of people were like scratching their heads like yo he went six overall like i don't know about that and now they get more bomba too so it's like they're going big they're going the big route right which is what they've been doing though like when they brought in serge Ibaka too like they've Mm -hmm. done a lot of dumb shit but let's see i'm I'm going with aaron gordon there for for my guy magic have a shady all right roster i was high on jonathan isaac last year and he was in the d league a little bit last year um I do think he'll play a lot this year. Mo Bamba, I'm in love with his game. Brim protector, he can shoot threes, and he's from Harlem, so swag, dog. What's better than that? And like shout out Sheck West. Ball <laughs> uh, no, but I, I'm with you. I, I'm I'm with you there. I think that I think that Aaron Gordon is probably one of the better players on one of the worst teams in the league. For sure. All right, let's talk about a rookie to watch. Now, this isn't necessarily rookie of the year. This is just like a guy like, you know what? I'm excited to watch this dude in the league. Uh, Tim, who are you thinking? I'm going to start with this one. Kevin Knox, baby. I want to see this guy so bad. I think at his worst, uh, he's Tobias Harris. At his best, he's, who knows, maybe, maybe Aaron Gordon type. Maybe he's, maybe he's even better than that. Like This guy has the size. He has the skill. Uh, the things that are knocks on him out of college, and uh, when we had our NBA draft preview episode, I, I said, like, I love Kevin Knox, and I really wanted the Knicks to get Kevin Knox because all of the knocks on Knox mm-hmm. bars are that he, he, like, he turns the ball over too much. He gets too excited sometimes, throws the ball away. Um, he'll make take, take bad shots, right? I know where you're going with this. These are all fixable things that young players do. Yeah. Right? And what better time to do them? Then when KP's out, mm-hmm. and you can kind of lead the squad, and you can make your mistakes, and you can learn on the run, and you can learn on the go, uh, I am ex- super excited to see Kevin Knox play. I think that he's he has the potential to be one of those guys that uh, like kind of like a Donovan Mitchell, where he's taken 12th, kind of an afterthought during the draft, and then after 10 games in the NBA, everyone's like, oh shit, maybe we should have drafted this guy a little a little earlier. I feel like that happened in the summer league. Yeah. After yeah. a couple of games in the summer league, people were like, "Wow, this kid's the real deal." And all right, this is a whole. This is the homer in me, but <laughs> you, you said like Aaron Gordon. I really don't feel that just because I think Knox is a better shooter. Yeah, yeah, for M- sure. My okay. What's the player comp? Come on, a poor, poor, poor man's KD. Like come poor, on, dog. like a poor man, <laughs> poor man. Like they have the same. Knox is probably bigger, like yeah. a bigger frame, but they're they're lanky and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, poor, 
poor, poor, poor man's KD. Hey, uh, homeless man's KD. Yeah, just because he can get to the rim, he can shoot. He's a he's probably he was probably like one of the best scorers in the draft. Best like, pure scorer, without a doubt. So if KD is Nike, then Kevin Knox is like Skechers. Or like Crocs. Under Armour. Kevin Crocs. <laughs> <laughs> Under Armour? Yeah, Under Armour got good clothes, though. Yeah. Yo, I think he's a he's a nice bet for Rookie of the Year because good stats, bad team guy. Like, volume. especially with, yeah, with the volume. It's an award historically where it's like, yo, who's the guy with the best stats? We don't, we don't care if you bring your team to the playoffs. It, it doesn't matter. Does it help? Yeah, like Donovan Mitchell. And Brogdon. And Brogdon. Yeah, Brogdon won that award because he was the best rookie on a team that made the playoffs, uh. right? Does it help? Sure, but it's not the be-all, end-all when it comes to that for, for NBA. And now with KP probably missing the whole year, yep. if I'm the Knicks, I'm not playing KP at all. I'm no. like, yo, Knox, go out there. Fuck take your, that. Take I, your 20 shots, tank, whatever. Let's get another high pick. Then we'll have a lot of contracts coming off the books. We'll have some money. There's some big free agents next summer. Let's make noise then. I'm down for the Knicks tank for sure. However, if they're like in the playoff line, like say they're sitting in eighth in the eighth seed or something like that, then I'm, I'd be happy to bring him back just because KP's been preaching he wants to play in the playoffs. Let's keep this guy happy because he's going to be a free agent, right? So I would play him in the playoffs. That's what I'm saying. If 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 it comes down to it, like, you know, if they if they make a playoff run, which is, you know, unlikely, but if they somehow do make a playoff run, you, you know. It's in the realm of possibilities. Yeah, a lot of things are in the realm of possibility, <laughs> but Yo, they're uh, one of 32 teams that might make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Another, <laughs> another guy that I feel like fits that, you know, good stats, bad team guy is Marvin Bagley. Yep. Mm. And, uh, you know, he got hurt early in summer league, but, you know, he was just having a dance off with uh, Harry Giles, who we'll get into in a little bit. Can't dance. Um, Not a good dancer. Well, you're 6'9". It's hard to move those limbs around. Yeah. Hard to move. But, like, <laughs> yo, I liked him coming out of college. He was probably the most... NBA-ready scorer, I would say, of the big men, like that versatile wing guy that could play in the post, too. Mm -hmm. And he's on the Kings, where the Kings, like, they're a disaster across the board. And it's going to be interesting to see how they utilize him. So I'm excited to see him show some love there in Sacramento. Who you got? I just said Bagley. Oh. Who do you got is the real question. So I had Luka Doncic here, but I'm going to change it on the fly. Okay. Trey Young. All right. Yo, he had a game winner the other night. Was, I'm rooting for him because every, every, everybody is. Uh, they're kind of off Trey Young. They're shitting on him and they're saying, oh, oh my God, how did you pass up on Luka Doncic and you trade for, you basically trade for Trey Young, right? It was pretty much a swap. Uh, and so after he hit a 30 footer to win the game in the preseason, I want to watch this kid play. He's mm. going to, and, and you're talking about volume and, and, and shots and points. He'll probably have the most shot attempts. Uh, he'll probably easily have the most assists. Um, yeah. He'll have the highest usage without a without doubt. Without a doubt. Yeah. I don't know if he starts because Jeremy Lin's at point guard, but I would imagine maybe halfway through the season or something like that, or he'll definitely be like a six-man off the bench. All right, play him off ball. You know, he can catch a shoot, but I think that the best thing about Trae Young is his passing ability. And people all want to talk about, oh, he, you know, he has limitless range. Uh, he knocked down shooter, but he's a really, really, really great passer. Quick. Um, you know, he is a liability on defense, um, but, you know, hopefully he'll, you know, he'll bulk up over, over the course of his career. Um, but yeah, I, I want to watch Trey Young. So I, I, I swapped it. Yeah. I feel like he's a dope bet for rookie of the year. 11 to one odds with what you're saying about like high usage. They're not going to be good. He's going to be the main attraction. Like, yo, who else on that team are you paying to go see? John Collins. 
Sure. I like his game, but other than that, I'm with you. But, like, you're not, like, if the Knicks were playing the Hawks, you're not hitting me up or hitting up Tim and, like, yo, you want to go to the Hawks-Knicks game to That's see John seven Collins? Seven out of ten NBA fans don't know who the fuck John Collins is. Yeah. That's opening night for the Knicks, by the way. Knicks-Hawks. <laughs> oh. Uh, right. I hear you. I'm with you. Yo, you know making saying? it happen this year, by the way, Knicks fans, we are boycotting a game. It's going to be empty in that motherfucker. Dude, it's the happening. Knicks are finally doing it right. They're finally, honestly doing it right. They're not trading any draft picks. They're not trading the young assets. They're bringing a, the right coach. Uh, I like the GM. All right, that's that's a good point. They're doing it right, man. Fine, fine, fine. Let's not let's not like let's not do that anymore. I'm I believe me. <laughs> I, I was with you. I wanted to buy yeah. the digital yo. billboard outside MSG. Remember? I know. I remember that. But uh, yo, man, <laughs> I have sat around and watched Keith Van Horn play 82 games in a row. I deserve something. Yeah, well, well, I'll tell you one thing about New York, and I, I mean, I know you guys know this, but for everyone else listening, there is not a city. That is dying to be good at one sport yes. more than any other city in the world. Like New York wants to be great in basketball more than any city in the world wants to be great at anything. Dude, yeah. it's like going to Italy and eating shitty pizza. It's not supposed to be that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah especially the Knicks. Because I mean, look, Brooklyn Nets, you guys are new here, but like, is a Knicks town, and I, they want the Knicks to be good. I posted yeah. on the VM Instagram like the poster for like we can't wait for the season to start. Oh, Jared Dudley. Jared right? Dudley. <laughs> enough, enough. Let's move on, please. <laughs> I can't do this. Uh, all right. Calling this segment one in, one out. Got it. Okay. We're taking one team that didn't make the playoffs last year. We're putting them into the playoffs. And then we're going to take out a team that was in the playoffs and deleting them from the situation. Uh, I'll start this one off. Cool. Um, so I'm looking at the Eastern Conference, and, and look, we're gonna we're not gonna say the Lakers, right? We're gonna get a little more creative. I'm gonna go with I think the team that I have out are obviously the Cavaliers, right? Like they lose LeBron James. Would you guys agree with that? Yeah. yeah. So I, I feel like in the East, I can't find another team that I would remove. So I'm gonna go with the Cavs being out. The team that I got going in though in the East. I like the Hornets. I talked about the Hornets on a lounge episode with Impy. Cheap plug, youtube.com slash veterans minimum. Um, I, I like I like their starting five, right? Yes. I like Batum. I like um, Kemba. I like uh, Malik Monk has been playing okay. A little bit of an upgrade from what he was last year yeah. on um, with um, in his rookie year. There's, there's a name that I'm... That I'm forgetting right now. Who's who's like their big? Oh, uh, Frank the Tank. Yes, Frank Kaminsky. Yo, when he gets like actual minutes, yeah. he produces. Yeah, he has a high plus minus. That's a, like a big indicator, especially in the NBA and like NHL, where like the plus minus really, you know, it determines like how good your team is when you're on the court. When you're on the court, right? Miles Bridges was a guy that a lot of people were like, yo, he's a very mature player coming into the league. Um, you know, they also sign. Um, from the Spurs, Tony Parker. So yep. you get that veteran presence also. He's buddy-buddy with Batum. They both play on the French national team. So I like this team going forward. I think that this is a team that could maybe sneak into the playoffs. I don't know the head coach's name, so I'm going to look it up as we speak. Um, but he came over from the Spurs as well. James uh, Borrego. Yes. And he was highly regarded. Uh, he This was a guy who had multiple opportunities to be a head coach in the past, and he's passed them all up. You know, he he was very selective with with, with the place that he went, uh, and he picked Charlotte. And so 
that maybe that, that ties into what you're saying. Like maybe he sees something that other people don't. You know, he sees something in this roster that other people don't. I think look, if Kemba becomes more of a creator than a dribbler. Like, sometimes he's a ball stopper, and mm. he does great things with the ball, so it's hard to be mad at him. But I think if he could becomes a little bit more of a creator, he's going to open up a lot of doors for that team. I could see them doing something where, like, Parker is the the one, and they play Kemba off ball. Ooh. Could see that. And then you go with, like, a small lineup where you throw Batum at the three. You got, like, uh, Kick Gilchrist at the four. Mm-hmm. And then you run, like, Kaminsky. I mean, everyone's going small, and Kaminsky could shoot from three, too. Yep, the that could be an intriguing. And, yo, shout out to my guy, Jeremy Lamb. I want his jersey just because that's just fire. It's lamb. lamb on the back. What number is it? I think he's 20. I think he is 20, yeah, yeah. He's not 10? Nah, he's not 10. Damn, I, I just associate 10 with Lamb. Yeah, man. I would have been cop that, bro, <laughs> if that was the case. Imp, who's your uh, one in, one out? Uh, so, uh, similar to Nick in this video uh, on the uh, Veterans Minimum YouTube channel, I'm going with the Denver Nuggets. Uh as I've mentioned, they missed the playoffs by one game over the past two seasons. Mm. Uh, and so I definitely think that this team is ready to make the jump. Um, they've gotten better every single year, and they have played And they played last year. They played 44 games without All-Star in the East, Paul Millsap. Uh, so I think this team is ready to take the next step. Uh, I've, I've been on the record. You know, I love Nikola Jokic's game. Uh, he's probably the best passing big in the league, uh, without a doubt. Can I tell you guys his like three man crushes? Yeah, like the most like irrational love for like certain it's, players. It's so crazy. It's Jokic, <laughs> Matt Moore, <laughs> and who's the other quarterback we were just talking about the other day? Uh, there's another guy. You're like, yo, I love this dude. I don't know. Oh I can't think God. of it now. But, but uh, honestly, the first two are Jokic and, and, Matt and, and Matt Moore. Now you've always been a Matt Moore guy. He's the best backup in the league. <laughs> <laughs> That's his bar. He's like, yo. Uh, yeah, and then so, Gary Harris, so Gary quick, Harris, best one of the best two way players in the league. Real quick about Jokic before you go on, Mike Mike Miller, who's played on championship teams and played with both Gasol brothers, says that Jokic is a better player than both Gasol brothers right now at this age, and that he thinks he's he's destined for the Hall of Fame. Yeah, Jokic is a walking triple double because he's gonna grab boards. He's seven foot. Uh, he's gonna score, and he like I said, he's a phenomenal passer. If you guys don't know who Nikola Jokic is, just type go on to YouTube and type in Nikola Jokic. Passing highlights. Yeah, you'll be, uh, your mind will be blown by some of the passes that this guy makes, and he's a big. I this guy has dropped giant. like monster yeah. triple double games against like Warriors and Spurs teams. Like yeah. he doesn't just beat up on like the Magic and like the Suns. Yo, also let's not forget Paul Millsap. Yes, was their big free agent acquisition last year, and he missed a lot of time for them. So just you know, he missed like over about forty games. Imagine if he just played half of those games. And, you know, the, he's the kind of guy, he's a former all-star. He's still playing at a high level. He's a guy that could have swung a couple games in their favor. Yes. And, you know, I've, I've said on record, I believe it was one of those, like, people's podcast episodes way back where someone asked me who the most underrated player in the NBA is. I said Gary Harris. Nice. Gary Harris is a very, very underrated player. And I forget one name. They bring in Isaiah Thomas. I totally forgot about that. Who is, you know, he's definitely has a chip on his shoulder, to say the least. Yeah. Guy expecting, what, a max deal two years ago? Yep. You know, I'm not sure what he signed for, but, yeah, Denver Nuggets in for sure. What's your squad, Tim? Um, uh, The out is the Cavs, but I'm going to get a little frisky because I was, as you guys have been talking, I've been looking at some um, stats here and some players. I think that the... Portland Trailblazers have a chance to miss the playoffs. Ooh. Now it's not yeah, it's I'm, not every day that a team that's the three seed misses the playoffs well, next year. Well, here's the thing: you said it before. Three through eight was separated by three games. Right, yep. right. So 
if the, and they have had some some unnecessary beef in the offseason yes. between Lillard and McCollum. Yeah. Well, and, and no, Lillard and the organization as a whole. Lillard he, and, yeah, and the organ, he, yeah, McCollum, even, yeah. the organization as a whole, like there's been inter-squad beef in this going down and like whenever there's inter, like it's hard enough to win in the NBA. It's hard enough to win the East in the Eastern Conference. And they put up a stinker in the first round of the playoffs last year. Yeah, they got swept. They got swept by the what? It was the Pelicans, right? Yeah, I mean Anthony Davis absolutely just like mauled them. Mm-hmm. So like, I wonder if the Trailblazers are as good as advertised. Like they missed the playoffs two years ago. Mm-hmm. Now I believe in the game of Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum, but outside of that, and they have Nurkic, who's who's pretty good. But I, I mean, outside of that, like, what do you got? You got Evan Turner. I, this I'm, I agree. Because I, I, th- people have said that there's a chance that he gets traded. Not this season, but maybe in the offseason next year. Because it's the truth. I don't think they're surrounding him with enough pieces. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's, it's tough, man. Their depth is questionable. Yes. My- Myers Leonard, solid. Like you said, Nurkic is, you know, good. But Seth Curry, like. Yeah. And CJ McCollum also, like, he, he's been playing 81 games the past three years. But he has ga- seasons where he's only played 30 games, where he's only played 40 games. He's missed some time, and if one of these two guys goes down, McCollum or Lillard, it's a wrap. It's yeah. a wrap. It's a good. It's, so it's I, a good pick. and the Lakers need to take someone's spot because the Lakers are making the playoffs. I don't go fuck. I, yeah. So the Nuggets need to take someone's spot too. Might maybe the Timberwolves if they trade Jimmy Butler, but um, I think they, I think the Trailblazers have a good chance of missing the playoffs this year. So I think the Trailblazers are my team out. Um, on the other side, my team in is the. I mean, the the answer is the Lakers, yeah, or the Nuggets. Yeah, it's the cop out. It's the cop out play, but it's the play in the in the Eastern Conference. Uh, I I do like the Hornets too. I can see the Pistons making some noise, um, taking the place of the Wizards maybe. Um, but I, there's a big divide in the NBA, so I'm I'm gonna go with the Lakers for all the reasons I said before. I know it's the cop out answer, but I think the Lakers make the playoffs. The Mavericks outside chance of making the playoffs, I think too. Yeah, out for me. Timberwolves, um, especially if Jimmy Butler gets, gets traded to Miami, which is what all of the reports are indicating at the moment. Um, I, I don't know. I wouldn't have given Wiggins a max deal. I Hell know, no. That contract is it's a bad contract. Air quotes. I know you have to because that's the guy you drafted, number one. But has he really lived up, lived up to the hype? No. If you want to get technical, they actually didn't draft him. You're right. They you didn't. They the, the Cavs drafted him, right? The Cavs drafted him, traded him for Kevin Love. And so, well, he's the guy you traded your franchise player for. And yeah. in Minnesota, your white franchise player that was very popular in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, he was a beast. And so, like, and there's other bad contracts. You got to keep him. There's other bad contracts on that team, too. A dang, terrible contract. I think he's getting paid $15, $16 million a year. Yeah. Um, and so now you give Wiggins, what, like $25 to $30 million over the course of a couple seasons? Derek Rose, like, I don't love the roster. Luol Dang, uh, Taj Gibson. There's also rumblings that there's some beef between Tibbs himself and the ownership. And so, like, I don't know, man. I wrote on my notes, this is a mess. Like, the Timberwolves are a mess right now. They just canceled practice because Jimmy Butler violated with the second and third strings yesterday. Uh, so... Timberwolves out. All right, this next one. Uh, a lot of people outside of San Agato Studio call this the dark horse, right? We're going to call it the black horse. Shout out to Johnny Petrop. So <laughs> when when Nick put the segment into the group chat, I copy and pasted it. And when I put it back in, I made a dark horse. I was confused. I didn't know what was going on. I, I, so for, for those of you guys listening, one time 
Johnny was, I forgot, it might have been Twitter or somewhere. My brother Johnny, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, Tacos and Liquor. At Johnny out. Patrop. Now on Spotify, Tacos and Liquor. Get Cheap that. plug, get that out there. Uh, we were in like a group chat. I don't know how, but he just kept saying like, yo, they're a black horse team. They're a black horse team. And he wanted to see Dark Horse. So the whole time I was just like egging him on. Like, yo, black horse, yo, like, what are you talking about? Like, yo, yo, no one's talking about them. So they're black. I was like, dude, the term is Dark Horse. He's like, oh my God. Wow. So, so yeah, the, the Johnny Patrop black horse team to be a top four seed in the conference. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm going to go with a team who they might not even make the playoffs if shit hits the fan, but yo, the wizards, the wizards, John wall. Um, now this is a team that was an eight seed last year, Yeah, but I think John wall, Bradley Beal, I actually pegged them to be a top three seed last year. Wall got hurt. Wall got hurt. He was like my dark horse MVP pick. He was like 40 to one, definitely an odds play there, but I liked it because like for you to win MVP, there has to be a roadmap to you getting a top three seed historically, unless you have a triple double year like Russell Westbrook, which yeah, I'm not letting it go. He shouldn't have been MVP. Anyway, the wizards, uh, I mentioned their five, so I'm not going to spend that much time, but like, yo, if Dwight could give them something, it's clearly an upgrade from what Gortat was putting out there. And if you know the health, obviously it's the health, yeah. but I think the wizards could be a top four seed. I'm with you. Imp, who do you got? Milwaukee Bucks, mm. and it's doesn't really have much to do with the roster. It actually has something to do with the head coach, Mike Budenholzer, uh, coach of the coach of the year with with the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, rumblings around the league are that nobody can do more with less than Mike Budenholzer, who is a uh, disciple of Popovich. Yes, and, and, and think about that Hawks team that they won sixty games with. Who'd they have? They had no Jeff one. Teague and Kyle Korver. Yeah, Paul they, Millsap. Yeah, they had no one of Giannis's level though. Yes. Right. Where like Giannis is like All NBA first team, mm-hmm. second team at worst for like the next ten. And years. let's not forget, this is Giannis's what fifth year in the league. Yeah, he's only getting better. Yeah. Yo, he's a baby. Yep, it's he, crazy. Right now, uh, there was a coaches poll that put that said who would you want to start a franchise with at the moment, and Giannis Antetokounmpo was the number one answer. The Greek spells uh, pronounces the Greek right. Yanis. Uh, so, I think Antetokounmpo is not a Greek name, is it? It's not. No, nah, it's not. His his family is from Nigeria, I believe. Yeah, that sounds like born Nigerian. and raised yeah. in, in Greece. Oh, my bad. That was super Giannis. ignorant. Yanis. My bad. But Yanis uh, is a very Greek name. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, they've adopted the culture, and we've adopted him too. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We love you, Yanis. Yeah. Uh, Chris Middleton. Uh, we've spoken about Brogdon, uh, Eric Bledsoe, who they bring over last year. Uh, they draft Dante DiVincenzo. They bring over uh, Irsan Ilyasova from, I think he was on the Sixers in the playoffs last mm-hmm. year, right? They bring him back, if I'm not mistaken. He was originally a buck a couple of years ago. Yo, Shady, Brooke? Brooke Lopez. Yeah. Brooke the, Lopez. The good of the Lopez. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, the better of the two. The threader of the Lopez, yes. Uh, uh, John Henson. So the list goes on. This is a very, very, very uh, thon maker. I'm, I'm, I'm forgetting him as well. Uh, this is a very, very talented team. Uh, way more talented of a team than he had in Atlanta. Mm. And so, like I said, this has more to do with the coach than it has to do with the roster. The roster's great, but this has a lot to do with the coach. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Bucks. Uh, I'm going to go with the Pacers. Uh, I think the Bucks and the Pacers are both going to be in the top uh, four to five teams in the Eastern Conference. Um, I, the reason I like the Pacers so much is because they're deep. They, they go nine deep every night. You, yeah. You're talking about uh, Bogdanovich, Darren Collison, Tyreek Evans, uh, Doug McDermott, and Kyle O'Quinn. For those of you who weren't 
watching Knicks games, you don't know how good Kyle O'Quinn was last season. Really stepped his game up, lost a lot of weight, got in shape, and he was a beast on the glass. Uh, he used to make a lot of boneheaded plays, but he's the more he's played, the more he's gotten that out of his game. Really, I really like him at center. Yeah. Uh, Doug McDermott could pop a three anytime. Victor Oladipo, uh, the younger Sabonis. Uh, Miles Turner continues to get better and better each year. I want to see him try and score a little more this year. Uh, and Thaddeus Young, I, I feel like, is uh, one of the most underrated players yeah. in the NBA. Young yeah. Thaddeus. Young Thad. Uh, young Thad. Young Thad. So I think, uh, yeah, I think that this this Pacers team, not, now that the coast is clear, and, and let's not forget the Pacers brought it to the Cavs last year too. Like they brought them yeah. to, what, six games, seven yeah. games? I think it went seven. It, it went, went seven, seven, right? I remember it's, I called that too. I was like, yo, they're going to go seven with them. Yeah, so like they they were another team that they definitely in that building feel like if LeBron James wasn't in the Eastern Conference, that they had as good a shot as anyone to get out of the Eastern Conference. They feel like that in that building. And that's all you really need. And I think that I think the entire Eastern Conference is going to be playing with a, a different kind of pep in their step this year, knowing that it's, it really is a possibility now. It's really on because, you know, it's probably hard to play with that pep when – what did LeBron James make the Eastern Conference playoffs, uh, Eastern Conference Finals, like nine years in a row or something eight, like that? Eight, eight years, years in a yeah. row. So when when that happens, like you start to lose hope a little bit. Yeah. But now that that light at the end of the tunnel is so visible, and there's going to be a lot of teams that feel like this is their time, and I feel like the Pacers are one of those teams that feel like this is their time. Yeah, I'm with you. Let's uh, talk a little bit of awards. Yeah. Right? Yo, we give out some awards. Can we just say like we we went a whole preview without talking about the Warriors, and I fuck with that. Word. Because, yo, the Warriors are going to be nice, and they're probably going to win the championship. Yeah. yeah. So, you, you well, know, we're creating a buzz exactly. uh, about the NBA season. I fuck with it. Like, it's making me like the NBA a little more. Well, and look, <laughs> like Nick said, if Chris Paul doesn't get hurt, Rockets probably win that series. I wonder, could, could, before we get into this, can I, can I get you guys' opinion on something? Sure. The, there's a rule change this year that's kind of gone under the radar, and you can't touch a ball carrier that's in motion anymore, like in any way. The other day there was 70 fouls called in a preseason game. And guys like Chris Paul who kind of been hand-checking their whole career, I wonder how it's going to have an effect on them. And I wonder how it's going to have an effect on teams that are playing in, in, in with smaller lineups. And I wonder if that makes it a little more likely that big men come back into... Uh, dominance? Into, not to dominance, but back into vogue a little bit. I feel like, I feel like if guarding on the outside is going to be so difficult then maybe playing with a small lineup is not the gonna be the wave so but it is the preseason and we saw with the nfl like they were called they a will lot. adjust the rules they'll as they adjust go. the rules as I, they go i kind of see it differently so you're saying that if there's going to be less contact on the wings and on the outside right you think the game could go inside more i kind of believe that if there's less touching and there's less physicality on the outside there'll be more shooting it's like you can't put your hand on a guy you can't put your hand in his face. People with quick releases can get some shots off. So that's the way. That's that's true too. I see it differently, but yeah. I know what, I I get what you're saying. A lot I of just, possibilities could come out of this. Like I now, just, I, now I see it your way as well. You know, it's it's yeah. now there's less there's less contact on the right. outside. So the guys like Steph and and a guy I mentioned like a Trey Young who was, who's a, who's a quick shooter, they can get those off even faster. I see both sides. Both of you guys put up some compelling arguments there right. about like what this rule could be. It could be like yo the thing with the with the quarterbacks now. Like you can't hit a quarterback. Right, you might not be able to touch anybody on the wing, and if you can't have, you can't have a hand on anyone to like keep them in front of you or something. Fire away, fire away. Yeah. And Adam Schefter tweeted the other day that this this NBA season, I mean this, 
this NBA season. This uh, Twitter season, I'm trying to bring it up right now, but I, I can't get it. But he says something like, "There's the most passing touchdowns, the most passing yards, the highest completion percentage." Yeah, yeah. Like it's all all records. It's mean, all records. Yeah. So it's like the these, these rules the have. Here we go. Highest completion percentage, most passing TDs, highest TD percentage, highest TD to interception ratio, and the highest pass attempts per game. That that is a direct correlation to the rule changes. Of course. So you wonder how that rule change in the NBA might have an effect on the NBA season this year. Yeah. Fun fact: the word correlation always gives me a tingle. Nice. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good word. It's like, always. It's like Bars. I feel like if you throw that out, like people are like, "Yo, this kid's kind of educated." And you can use it in so many different ways. You can use it in a lot of different Big ways. Big correlation guy over here. <laughs> All right, let's talk a little bit about NBA awards. Um, Lightning round-ish style? Yeah, a little bit. We could, we could chime in. Uh, let's start off with uh, Coach of the Year. Hey, what you got? Mike Budenholzer. I, like I, I, I mean, I just talked this guy up for the past, you know, a couple minutes ago, and I think, you know, they have the opportunity to be a three seed, you know, maybe even higher, uh, depending on what he gets out of that team. Uh, and so, yeah, Mike Budenholzer. Mine is Luke Walton. I think that he's going nice. to bring yeah. the Lakers to 30 more wins than they had last year, and that's that's definitely call for Coach of the Year consideration. Yeah. I mean, when people are just going to look at the record, they'll be like, oh, yeah, that big of an improvement. That's how 2K used to do it. Every every year in my franchise, whoever had the best record got Coach of the Year. Word. But rightfully so. Yeah, I get right? that. Yeah, I'm going to go with Pop. I like Ooh. it. I think Pop gets some, like... They're they're not, look. Let's not forget they were in a top three seed last year. Huh? So this could be a team that might get back into a top three. You get Demar Derozan to replace, not even replace. You're getting a guy to put up Kawhi Leonard kind of production because Kawhi didn't play for them all last year. Now I know Murray, Just which was my spitball towards ACL. That's a big blow from that was the guy I was very excited to yeah. see this year. So yeah, we'll go with Pop. Cool. It's one of those things where like you know like LeBron James is the MVP every year kind of thing. Took the words right out of my mouth. I knew you were going there. Yeah. I've been learning. <laughs> uh, MIP, most improved player. So, Murray would have been an interesting choice for this award. Would have been. Right? Yeah. Uh, I'm going Gary Harris. Mm. Uh, it's always like that three to four year guy in the league, right? He takes that next step when the team gets better. Uh, and so, I think Gary Harris could potentially be in household name this year. That's a little bit of a stretch, but uh, Gary Harris, for sure. Uh, I'm going to go with Brandon Ingram. I feel like him playing alongside uh, LeBron James. LeBron James is a creator. He makes people better. I think Brandon Ingram, like you said, he's the only real shooter on the team. Um, but no, he's Kuzma also, can shoot too. Yeah, that's true. He's all, He could also slash. Uh, he's the one that's probably going to be playing the most minutes uh, alongside LeBron James. So I think Brandon Ingram is that. Uh, another coach's poll, they asked the coaches who is the most likely to win uh, most improved player. Murray actually got the most votes, but yeah. now that he's out, Brandon Ingram got the second most votes. Do you well see, yeah, I now that I think about it, like I thought Kuzma could be an interesting choice here too, but Yeah, him too. He's almost like only his second year. It's Ingram's yeah. third year. Yeah. It's usually that third year range, three to four. I think talent uh, wise too, the, the Ingram's just the better. And yeah, player. he's ready to he is ready to be like that the number two on that team, right? right? Yeah. Right. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Aaron Gordon. Mm. That's right. If he could put up like get in the twenties Make this team competitive. I'm, but I've always liked his game. I think Aaron Gordon could be a guy to take the next step for the Magic and for himself. Known for his dunks, but there's more to him. Let's get yeah, exactly. Let's there's get more him. To him. Let's get him. Uh, defensive Player of the Year. I'm going with Kawhi. So am I. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Yep. I think Kawhi comes yeah. back and like, yo, a lot of people forgot this was a guy that people were debating hard. Like, yo, he's like LeBron. It's like him and LeBron. Right, finals MVP. Finals MVP, and he's known for his defensive 
abilities. I'm going with Kawhi. I think especially in the East where it's like, yo, how many guys scare you? Like yeah. it's like Ben Simmons. Uh, as far as like who he'll be matching up with, mm-hmm. where like in the West, right? There's so many point guards. Great it's like, wings. yo, you never have a day off. Like, yo, if you're Damian Lillard, in one week you'll have Curry, you'll have Paul. Donovan Mitchell, and then you'll have CP3 and Harden coming in. It's like, yo, when am I gonna rest up? But like in the East. It's like Giannis and Ben Simmons as far as like wing guys that are on the level of a Kawhi Leonard. So I'm going with Kawhi, defensive player of the year. Same. Interesting. Same. For sure. I like that. For me, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Rudy Gobert is my uh, defensive player of the year. That team funnels people to him uh, for so he can get his three to four blocks per game. Um, he's a absolute menace in the basket. That team in general is probably the best defensive team in the NBA. Um, so I think the best defensive player on the best defensive team, Rudy Gobert, uh, is my defensive player of the year. Yeah, and he was out last year. He was hurt, right? Yeah, and then he, well, he came, well, he won it. No, he came back. Yeah, yeah, no, but I'm saying he, yeah. was, he was hurt last but, year too. But yeah, yeah, like his splits with him in and Off out of the lineup, on. it was like a 12-point difference, which is madness. Which, which proves the value. Though. Yeah. Right. Uh, rookie of the year. Kevin Knox. <laughs> yes, he won. <laughs> he didn't even wait for Nick to do it. Like, yeah, I'm in. So, he's going to shoot the ball 20 times a game, I think. Right? I think so too. And I think he's going to put up all these points. And like you said, in a... Uh, an improved Eastern Conference, but nonetheless not as not as tough as the Western Conference. Um, you know, like there's guys like Luka Doncic who could you know definitely win this award, and DeAndre Ayton uh, of the worlds. But uh, I think in the East, where like you said, he's gonna have a lot of volume, uh, and it's New York. So yeah, I was gonna say he. That's a big X factor that he's playing for New York. It's, New it's York. like yo, if we win five out of like six games, it'll be opening up Sports Center. Dude, it's when's, like that. when's the last time a New York Knicks player won an individual award? Uh, J.R. Smith, Sixth Man of the Year, yeah. or Tyson Chandler, Defensive Player of the Year. Yes, yeah, I think yeah, it was yeah. the same year. Yeah, let's go. That was a good year. The one, yeah, the one year, <laughs> and the then Melo got year. blocked by Roy Hibbert. Roy Hibbert was out the league. All of a sudden, everyone's favorite term that no one ever uses again. He went straight up. No one has ever said that since or before. <laughs> yeah, don't get me started on this. <laughs> yeah, so who's your rookie of the year? <laughs> um, my rookie of the year is Trey Young for the exact reasons why you guys mentioned earlier. He's going to get that volume. Mm-hmm. He's going to be shooting. He's going to be scoring. He's going to be making the highlight plays. Like he's going to be yes. pulling up from thirty-five. Sports, sports center shit. Yeah, it's a sports center shit. So uh, I think Trey Young is. He's going to like. There's no one really else on that Atlanta Hawks team that's going to take his shine. So it's going to be him and no one else. And he's going to throw up 20 shots a game and he's going to make some 38 footers and he's going to make some um, ridiculous passes and he's going to look good doing it because he's short. So uh, I think Trey Young, Trey, Trey Young takes home rookie of the year. Yeah. Yo, ready for this? Let's hear it. Harry Giles. Let's go. Okay. Technically a, technically a rookie. It's Ben Simmons. Yeah. Right? Ben Simmons was hurt his rookie year. So was Harry Giles. They got to train with NBA staffs, Right. He had a season where he could sit on the bench and he could observe and see like what's going on. That matters. Yes. A lot of players that you talk to, they say that they get a lot out of sitting on the bench and watching it from the side, right? And he's looked pretty explosive in the preseason. This is a guy who was the consensus number one high school prospect, and then he blew out his knee. He would have been a top ten pick in the draft, right? Yeah, but there was a concern. Yeah. Like he had a back issue, but yeah. it wasn't like a Michael Porter Jr. back issue. It was like it's been cleaned up. Where like there's like some rumblings that Michael Porter Jr. might not play. He got the David Wright. He had the David Wright injury, right? Am I crazy? Michael no. Porter? No, it's not the Michael. No, sorry, not the David Wright injury. He has a bad back injury though, right? Yeah. Fuck. It's not the so guys. Harry Giles, he's also going to be on a team that's going to be tanking again, Sacramento Kings, and I, I like that. I like Harry Giles. Yeah. I think I, I think having a year under your belt, you've matured. It's completely different. Yeah, you know, it's Ben Simmons 2.0. I think. I'm with you. Um, Harry Giles, I like it. 
MVP. I'm going chalk. LeBron James. Also going chalk. The he's, king. Like you said, man, he's going to make this team 20, 30 wins better. And that's going to be enough. And, that, he, and and he wasn't he hasn't won the award and I can't remember how long. Yeah, it, it, they went thirty five and forty seven last year. So if they get if they win twenty more games, they get fifty five games, which I don't think is out of the question. I think obviously he's that good, right? So I think that alone is what everyone's going to look at. Like, yo, they're a twenty game improvement. Yep. From what and it's basically because of him. Yeah. But I will not go chalk because lamb don't go chalk. <laughs> but lamb is going to pick a lamb. Here we go, Yanis. Oh, Yanni's. Yeah. I thought you could pick James Harden again. No, 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 no. He's not a lamb. Yeah, but he's like a, a lamb. Like, like he's a lamb guy. He's an affiliate. Got yeah, it. Got he's, it. he's a lamb guy for sure. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going Giannis. I think. I like it. Once again, in my head, right now, I have Raptors, Celtics, Sixers as like my top three in the East. But I think there's a way that like the Bucks yeah. could like make it close to get in there. For sure. You know? And if, if, what you're saying about the new coach that's been brought in. Budenholzer. I think that Giannis, once again, season four, season five of a player, this is where they take the next step. I think this is the year for Giannis. So I'm going with Giannis and Adetokounmpo. I like it. So now we're going to flash forward to the end of the season. Yeah. Western, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that was. Yeah. <laughs> Western Conference Finals and Eastern Conference Finals. Start in the East. Uh, we'll start in the East. All right. Um, you know what? I'll lead this one off. Okay. I'm going with the Celtics. And I'm going, always remember, Six God is watching. <laughs> Six God. Yeah? Raptors? Raptors. Ditto. Yeah. I, I think, yo, I think Kawhi is huge. You can make the argument that they might be better. If, if Kawhi goes back to what he was, yes. now it's an unknown. It's not a hot take to say like, yo, this team is going to be better because Agreed. he's better than DeMar DeRozan. Agreed. So I'm going with the Raptors. I think the Celtics are, look, they got to the Eastern Conference Finals last year and they lost their two best players. So... You can't even say, like, if they stay healthy, they'll get there because they weren't healthy and they got there. So I think that it's going to be the Raptors and the Celtics for me in the East. Someone on the Raptors was hurt at the end of last season. Van Vliet. Arguably the sixth man of the year. Uh, I think he should have got it. Yeah, so do I. If he didn't get it, well, it's a regular season award. I, I, I always have that problem of thinking that, like, the playoffs affect the regular season awards. <laughs> I, no, the dumbest thing the NBA does is that they make you wait until after the finals to have the award show, where what they should do is the season usually ends on Wednesday. They start the playoffs on like Saturday or Sunday. F that. Start it Monday. Give the guys like five days off. And why not do like an award show? On the weekend. Yeah. Like Friday night. Just doing an award show. I, I agree with you. And I also think that they should do like the like the NHL does it and have a playoff MVP and have a playoff six man, and just do the whole thing again because the, the NBA playoffs are a month long. Two, two months. Yeah, you're right. Two months it starts long. the middle of April. It doesn't end till like the end of June for the most part, unless there's like a sweep in the finals. But yeah, it goes like into like June 15, 16. As compared to the regular season, that's what six months long, five months long. So it's all it's, it's almost half of the regular season. So yeah. like half the teams make it, so it makes sense. Yeah, no, so, I'm with you on that. Yeah, so uh, for me, I'm doing Celtics versus 76ers. I mm. believe in the that's process. Fair. That's fair. Um. I thought LeBron James was going to be a Sixer. Uh, I was wrong. Uh, but I think that the Sixers have what it takes to get past the um, – the. maybe they don't. Uh, you guys are convincing me about the Raptors. Oh, gee. I'm going to stick, I'm gonna stick with Celtics 76ers, but I'm not, I'm not convinced that this is going to be not Celtics-Raptors, honestly. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, if I can talk up the Raptors for a little bit longer. Yeah. Uh, OG Ananobi gets mm-hmm. better. I probably butchered his name. Ananobi. Sorry, guys. I think that's the right way. Yeah. 
Uh, you bring in Danny Green, gr- ch- a grizzled playoff vet. He's got some hardware. Um, Surprised that the Spurs let him go in that trade. I think th- I think that you know uh, they needed someone like a like a like a locker room guy. They needed a vet that's been there before because that when you trade for Kawhi Leonard that has one year left on your deal, you're literally saying finals or bust, right? Yeah, and so. That trade just had this season written all over it. Uh, and so, you know, Kyle Lowry, I don't love the deal, but he's solid. Um, Serge, Fred Van Vliet, Kawhi, I like this team a lot. Greg Monroe added to the team. And look, listen, he was a bad as a starter with the Bucks last year, but when he came off the bench, he was he was a good bench piece. I just think they have, they're really good defensively. Like, like OG and Kawhi on the court at the same time is just like holy wingspan kind of a situation. Yeah. They're very long. Very long. Yeah. Uh, And look, you know, say what you want about Jonas Valanciunas. Solid. Not worth what they're paying him, but solid, though. Uh, And so, yeah, Raptors, baby. Don't forget it. Shout out to Mike Valeri, my boy. Oh, yeah. Who was doing some audio for us, potentially. Shout Uh, out. He's from Toronto. Um, All right. Let's talk about the Western Conference. Um, Does anyone not have the Warriors? No. No. All right. So, Warriors on one side. (laughs) I'm going with the Lakers. Same. Lakers Warriors. The only concern I have is that depending on how high the Lakers finish, like if they're a four seed, they might have to play the Warriors in the second round. But for the most part, I'm going to go Lakers and Warriors. Like LeBron's thing could always be like, yo, you guys complain that I lose in the finals. Maybe, you know, maybe I lose in the conference finals now, (laughs) you know, but I'm going with the Lakers and the Warriors. I'm going the same thing. Uh, I believe in LeBron. <laughs> Woo! Uh, that's really the only thing I gotta say. Like I, I got I, re- I got the rematch. I mean, you got the rematch, Houston. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I, mean, I cut you off though. Sorry. Nah, it's okay. I for for the Lakers, I, I went over why I like them so much. Um, I mean, the Rockets are still gonna be there. I, I wonder how the new look Rockets play. Yo, I don't think Houston's gonna be there, man. I, I don't, don't. I don't think they're like yo. I would rather pick Utah. Interesting. No. <laughs> what? Yeah, man. <laughs> You guys should see Impy's face right now. Shock. You don't think so? Shock. Look, Grayson Allen's going to be solid. He's going to be solid. But to say that you'd rather have the Jazz over the Rockets, that's a Tim take there. Hey, 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 hey. That's so, a hot, no, that's a hot, that's a hot <laughs> one. That's hot ones. That's a great. Do you watch hot ones? Hot ones. Like, First we where feast. They, they where eat, they eat the, the wings. wings. Yeah, I watched the episode with... um. Yo, oh, so so guy? like, look, I'm looking at their roster right now, right? Like, you got Donovan Mitchell, Rudy G, Derek Favors, right? Great, not Grayson Allen, but you know what? That might be a little bit of a hot take. Steam. Yo, my man Joe though. Joe Ingles, son Joe Ingles. Yo, if I was if I was a team and Paul George wanted max money, I'd be like, yo, dog. Joe Ingles though, it's locked him up. <laughs> Come on, fam, yeah. can't do it. Did you? I, yo, I forgot that Marcus Kiss, Chris is on the Rockets now, from the Suns. Marquise Chris, can you yeah. pronounce his name? High flyer. Yeah, that guy is. Yeah, but he's a head case though. Like, Mark, uh, MC Dub, boss's guy, Marco Carter Williams. They brought in some new faces. Um, uh, he's, he's whack. But to say that, like I said, man, the Rockets were good enough to win the whole thing last yeah. year. Yeah, and they got you know. They were, it was unfortunate. That I just think that the team got worse. Well, who did you lose? Where's Ryan Anderson? You lose Ariza. You lose Ariza. You lose Bo Mute. 
Ryan Anderson, too. who I think really hurt them not going no? into now. Nah, Ryan Anderson is like, that, dude, they were literally have been. They were trying to trade him the whole season. Yeah, I, I think I hear you, but it's I, still a loss. Nah, like yo, he didn't play at all in the playoffs. I don't think. Uh, no. All right, fine. Um, finals. Who you got in the finals? Warriors over Celtics. Mm-hmm. Same finals. Warriors over Celtics in six. In six. I'm going. Warriors over Celtics as well, but I'm going in seven Ooh. because I think that this team, if there's any team that could dethrone them, I think it's this one. Agreed. Especially when you parlay the coach. Yeah. I think Brad Stevens, like, yo, I always try to like fantasy book how a series is going to play out. Like realistically, like the reason why I like the, the Rockets all these years was like, yo, Harden could have one of those like 50 point games and steal a game. And then they'll win another game where they just shoot like 65% from three. So they could get two games out of a seven-game series. And I think when you're looking at the Celtics, right, they can have a Kyrie explosion game where he drops like 50. There'll be a game where Brad Stevens is going to finesse the shit out of someone. And like out of nowhere, uh, Marcus Smart is like wide open for three and hits a game winner kind of thing, right? And then there's another one where the team like, yo, Boston's a tough place to play in. The TD Garden's a tough place. So I'm going to go with Warriors in seven. Because I think the Warriors ultimately, like, worst comes to worst, they'll win, like, 67 games. The one thing about the Celtics that I love about that team is they have a lot of great perimeter defenders. Yeah. When you're playing go- uh, when you're playing a Golden State, yeah, you need guys that can guard others one-on-one. Yeah. you got Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward now. Uh, uh, the list goes on. Uh, and so, really good perimeter defenders. Jason Tatum is getting better as a defender. Uh, Marcus Smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, I like, I like the way that they would match up with Golden State in a potential final. In six, though. I think that the Celtics are the most likely team to dethrone the Warriors in both conferences. Yeah. I think the Celtics are the second best team in the NBA. I think that they... Look, the Warriors need to be need to be a little scared because if you're matching up players, right? We already seen the Kyrie and, and Steph matchup, right? Let's go to the two guard. Got Gordon Hayward and Klay Thompson. Those guys... I, I'll, I can give in the edge to Klay Thompson, but Gordon Hayward can, can stand his own there. Uh, the matchup in the three. Jalen Brown or Tatum, depending on who you put where. Right. So yeah. Jalen Brown and Tatum versus on the Golden State side. Like an Iggy. Uh, right? Yeah, you'd probably say Iggy. Uh, you might say Durant. I say push. No, I say Durant is the four. So yeah, what, you play Durant. Draymond at the three? No, so, Draymond at the five. What about when Boogie comes back? Boogie? Yeah, I would, I would say Durant Fuck. at the three. Durant like, yeah, I think, I think they go... Yo, what if Boogie just plays off the bench the whole the whole year? Could do that. Because it's I mean, like, it with all happen. due respect to Boogie, it's like, we've been winning rings without you. Yeah. Like, you're a valuable piece. Yo, right? Shady, Not that's like an underrated storyline. Like, what if he just blows up that locker room? I, I, yo, no, there's, it, won't, it won't happen. There is they'll, nothing, cut him, they'll trade him or cut him there first. There is yeah. nothing I want more than Boogie Cousins ruining the Warriors. Nah, he's not. Yeah, and you, then Kevin Durant making his... Fucking way to the Knicks, and I will I will apologize for everything I said to Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> the Knicks, I promise. A lot of people Sam, will. A lot of people. We're gonna know each other for a really long time. Remember this day. He's going to the Knicks. I hope so, man. I, from your mouth to God's ears, because bro. there's only one way he cleans up <laughs> his all, image. Yes, which he clearly cares about because he has burner. He's soft. He's he's soft. I wonder if he can handle the media in New York. That's a totally different conversation, right? But there's there's only one way that you sort of fix. What you've done. Him, Kyrie, KP, Kevin Knox. Oh, my no, God. No, no. I, I got to go to the bathroom, Ky- no, guys. No, we don't want Just Kyrie. Just Matt Case. We don't want Kyrie. Why? We want nah, Frank. 
Frank's the starting point. Ah, guard. Frank, we we'll come off the bench. Oh no, you know what? We'll probably draft a point guard this year. So there you have it, guys. NBA season preview. Hope uh, you enjoyed it. I like yeah. that. I enjoyed it. It was great. I enjoyed it. it was at least. Good time. I hope you enjoyed it. You can find me at the Lamb Show, Twitter, Instagram, twitch.tv slash the Lamb Show. Nice. You can find all of us at Veterans Minimum on Twitter, Veterans underscore Minimum on Instagram, Patreon.com slash Veterans Minimum. Yes, send help. Please. Uh, <laughs> YouTube.com slash Veterans Minimum. Facebook.com slash Veterans Minimum. I've given enough plugs. Instagram. So, uh, I, got that. Veterans I got that. I got that. Imp, where can they find you? IMPY718. You already know. Twitter and Instagram. Swing a follow to Degeneration Bet because all we do is give you winners every day of the week. You know what I'm saying? Uh, at Temper Trap on all social media outlets, but only if you're feeling real, real, real frisky. Um, BrotoFantasy.com is the new home for the Broto Fantasy podcast. Uh, we've been killing the, the weekly fantasy game. Uh, not weekly, a yearly fantasy game. So come fuck with us. You I'm telling been, you, you will, you will enjoy it. You've been killing the yearly fantasy game weekly. That's fire. Yo, bar, when bars, bars are bars. There you go. Ball is life. Catch Peace. you soon. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.